This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. How'd you get into Web3? What is that story? Dude, so I I mean, I got into crypto. They started investing in crypto kind of beginning of quarantine um, and kind of didn't experiment with any NFTs or anything. Did not have the energy to like pay attention to any of that stuff that was going on. And uh, I just randomly um, had a friend come over kind of once we could socialize again. Um, and he was he was actually hyping me up on um, Daniel Allen's uh, overstimulated project. And he's like, dude, like, I don't know if you've heard of like music NFTs or DAOs or anything, but like, you should really like, you know, get into this stuff. Like this, this could be a way that you could kind of fund your, your life essentially and uh, your music and whatever. And I was very skeptical to be completely honest. <laughs> I was like, it seems too good to be true and whatnot, but um, literally here we are, we, we made it through. So it's, it's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly hit up like a manager and uh, asked them, or asked him what he thought of like music NFTs. And he pretty much gave me like the green light. He's like, dude, just like dive into it. Mm. Like you won't forget it. And that kind Here of, we are. The, to get okay. to where we are right now. <laughs> what, what was your first step after you hit him up? What did you do next? It was really, really quick. Um, I discovered good karma. Um, like right after I kind of started diving into the space and um good karma records run by grady um who i actually listened to grady's music for for a minute before ever like getting into music nfts and um loved his music so when i saw that he was like diving into this i was like oh that's sick i at the time lived in hollywood like across the street from the fonda theater and he happened to be playing at the fonda theater literally the next day and the next day after like the good karma like the initial uh like crowdfund that they did and uh i just freaking walked over to the venue bought a ticket and i was like i'm gonna meet grady and i'm gonna talk to him about good karma ended up meeting uh cooper turley cooper trooper cool. um, that night which was which was sick and uh met grady later on we had some mutuals and um yeah just hit it off turns out good karma had the first ever like la in-person meetup the very next day so i just you know naturally just showed up <laughs> and uh yeah, just kind of got really connected within um, Good Karma, which was sick. Yeah. I would argue that something that's special about you, Peter, is when people <laughs> try to think like, how do I get into the space? They don't know where to start. And mm -hmm. your default your default sort of step was to go find people that know more than you do. Yeah. Go ask them questions. Go shake their hand. Go try to break into some type of circle and figure it out. It's very uh, entrepreneurial-esque to, to an extent. No, it, it is. And like, you're laughing because probably you don't think about it like that. Right. But like compared, compared to all the people that I have on the podcast, right. And listening to their story and how they got started, it's very much, okay. I don't get something. I want to figure it out. I'm going to go find people that understand it and break yep. my way into the circle. Right. Yep. Why, why do you think that's like your default sort of reaction compared to other people when they're just like sitting at their computer? Like they don't know what to do. They're trying to read blogs or on crypto Twitter. They don't know what communities to join. But you're like, I'm just yep. going to like, I'm, I'm going to break into it somehow. Yeah, I think honestly, just being in LA made it very easy. I think if I lived somewhere else, it would have been a little bit harder to get into the space. But um, I think that the, I, I don't know, I just had a very few people that I really trusted that, um, like I said, gave me that push to get into it. And I was sure. like, you know what, like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Because like, ever since COVID, it was like, okay, like, 
releasing music felt weird. You couldn't really go on tour. I mean, you couldn't. So it was like, kind of what can you do as an artist other than just like make music? And at the end of the day, it can't only be making music um, as much as some of us would like love for that to be the case. But um, it was honestly, I think the reason why I just kind of went out and just like went for it was I didn't really have anything better to do, honestly. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, just, I was like, might as well just try it out. Might as well. <laughs> might as well. Okay. So you meet Grady, you meet good karma. Um, do you immediately perform at a showcase or what oh. happened next? So I think crazy because literally, I think a few weeks late after I met Grady and Cooper, uh, Miami, our was happening and I literally just bought a flight and went in and popped in and I was like, let's, let's see what's happening. And it just really dove into it there and, um, ended up meeting like blockchain Brett, um, which was incredible. Love that guy. Um, a few other like amazing, like people who like are my friends now. Um, and I think that like through kind of all that, then Grady, when they were doing a showcase, he had asked me to play and I was like, absolutely. So yeah, it was kind of like, I, I definitely put in like a lot of work. It wasn't like this immediate, like, Oh, you popped in, come, you know, play a showcase. Um, mm -hmm. I think Grady probably hadn't even like listened to any of my music after we met a few times and like whatever, but it definitely took like a minute of just like being involved in the space before, like, you know, I got a, a text to play. Right. Fast yeah. forward. How long a year have you been Dude, for a year now? Dude, it's been, it's been over a year, which is okay. Insane. Fast forward, fast forward a year. What were some of those initial misconceptions that you've had? getting into the space that have now become so like obvious and cleared up that it's a no brainer. Dude, the biggest one, um, is how like much I was overthinking how to drop a music NFT, like how much I was like thinking like to do this whole strategic like thing and like whatever. Oh, and interesting. I had, like Google docs of like all these things that I wanted to do and how I was going to present them and like whatever. And now I'm at the point of like, dude, like I have a song coming out in a month that I'm going to drop on sound. And I right now don't know if I'm doing an open edition or if I'm doing capped editions or like, I have no idea what I'm doing with it yet. And I'm just, just kind of like winging it. And it's sick now because I have enough of a collector base that I can just kind of send a text and be like, yeah, what do you guys want me to do? And they'll kind of be like, oh, do this. And there's a lot less like thinking. So I think it's, it's more like do than think. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.